Hello and welcome to the Stushy Christmas Special. I'm Paul Malik and today I'm joined by Rachel Emery and David Clegg for a special end of year Christmas quiz. Uh, your usual Stush content will return, of course, in the new year, but we thought just with it being Christmas and just with it being uh, a supposed fun time of year that we would have a little bit of uh, enjoyment at MPs and NSPs' expense in the form of 10 or so questions. There will be no fun. Paul, this is a grudge match. I am about to teach Rachel Emery a lesson about political general knowledge. That's what's about to happen. That sounds very daunting. <laughs> Seems a, a, tad, a tad unfair, but, you know, I should I should point out, what I was about to point out was that all of these questions are probably heavily in favour of someone who's maybe followed politics for the last two years rather than maybe sat on Sky News and... Uh, <laughs> and a big gold-plated office. But, oh, touche. Uh, who knows, okay. who knows. Let's see what happens. You can see the uh, the Christmas banner is flying already. I'm wearing, I mm. should say, if I hear a large collapsing halfway through the show, I'm wearing a Christmas jumper, which is about a 1,000% polyester, so it will be me overheating, crashing through the table. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's uh, I've not even had a drink yet, so... Now, the format of this quiz, um, I'm going to admit, I don't really understand. Uh, I'm going to ask <laughs> I'm going to ask four questions, but there's six other questions that have been submitted to us from our panel of political experts um, and Derek Healy. Um, <laughs> so it means that I can actually win the quiz because, of course, I know the answers to at least four, or I should know at least the answer to at least four. Um, and there are some bonus uh, tiebreakers if it gets to the point where... David has cheated his way to uh, winning for a second year in a row. Um, so without further ado, or ado, I never know which one it is. Let's get cracking with the Stooshy Christmas quiz. Well, that was quite something. It just gets better and better every year. I enjoy this 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 format because it allows us to expand our, our creative juices. Um, or not, as it might be the case. Let's go for question one. Should we go for question one? Was my one or uh, from one of the submitted? Um, let's go let's, straight in for you, Paul. Let's, let's go, go straight. Let's go straight for me. Right. Let's see what I okay. wrote down for question number one. Now, hang uh, on. Do we buzz here or how do we do? How does what happens here? Hands up. How does that work? Let's just uh, fastest first and then I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. Okay. Immediately afterwards. So just shout out the answer. Is that what you want? Share the answer, yeah. This is going to lead to chaos. Yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. uh, it's a, a winner for radio. Question one. After more than a decade at the helm, North East Fife MSP Willie Rennie was replaced as Lib Dem leader in one of Scotland's most... Alex Cole Hamilton. The nose. Oh, this is why you should listen to the end of the question. Okay. Thank you. In one of Scotland's most thrilling contests by Edinburgh's very own Alex Cole Hamilton. Ah. But who was named the party's <laughs> deputy leader? Oh, oh, uh, was that uh, Wendy Chamberlain? The oh. Rachel. Straight in there. there. Overexcited there is what the problem was. Oh, this is the thing, you, can't, you have to wait, you have to wait. Be patient. I, I was worried you were going to beat me too. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy Chamberlain is, of course, also the MP for North East Fife for the Lib Dems. She erses Stephen Gethins in the 29 election, which was two years ago this week. Uh, and she's also a keen shinty player. So for a bonus point... Ronaldo of the Glens, Ronald Ross MBE, has scored how many goals in his shinty career? A, 150, B, 750, or C, 1,000? 
Now, I don't know the rules of shinties. I don't know if these are sensible numbers to win or not. <laughs> can, can I guess? Guess, yeah, if I were. B. B, 750. I'll go for A then. The nose. That, that was a double note. The Ronaldo of the Glens, Ronald Ross, MBE, has scored more than a thousand goals for his beloved King Yussi or King Gussie um, in Shinty. Wow. Um, that's, that's pretty impressive. That is impressive. Um, I think. Could I be. have no context here. I've never I have seen no context Shinty in my life, but, but it sounds good. Oh, oh so. Punt on him. <laughs> okay, so let's go to. Let's have a little top of the scores, shall we? Uh, in first place is Rachel. Woohoo! And in second to last place is David. <laughs> See if I can keep this lead um, up. I'm obviously handicapped at the moment because I can't answer my own questions, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. So this first question comes from our very own Callum. Uh, I've now, 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 I have not had a peek at these. Rachel's not had a peek at these. Nope. David's not had a peek at these. So we are getting these. Uh, in fresh right now it'll be the first time any of us have heard it um so let's see what Callum has submitted for us one of the biggest stories of the early part of the year was what was known by some to the annoyance of others as the salmon inquiry there were different elements including reviews by laura dunlop and james hamilton but what was the official title given to the group of msps at the scottish parliament who were tasked with investigating the issues raised so it was the Scottish Parliament Committee on the Scottish Government's handling of harassment complaints or something like that. I think it was even more long-winded, wasn't it? Oh, it's a long time ago. This is, this is the problem. A year's a long time to think back to. Is it, was it the Scottish Parliament's committee it's this, it's the the Scottish Parliament of complaints against Alex Salmond at the Scottish Parliament? Let's see what Callum has to say. Thanks, Callum, for a very nice question to start us off. Whoa. It was the Committee on the Scottish Government Handling of Harassment Complaints. Go on. I think is what David said. So there he goes. The eyes have it. I did literally write the book on that, <laughs> which is available in all good bookshops <laughs> and a very, very good Christmas present. I'm sure everyone's stockings will have one in it this year. Yes. I know that you... I know I've waited till Christmas to get my copy. You haven't asked me to sign it yet, Paul? What's going on there? Well, I haven't got it. You can't preemptively sign it before Santa's delivered it. That's a fair point. Well made. Mm. But I'll be around to yours on Boxing Day to get it signed, don't worry. Are you staying in the uh, you staying in Dundee? I'll be here. Yeah. Okay. Because I would have got I would have jumped on the ferry. <laughs> question number two. This is my question number two. So really it's question number three. This is gonna get confusing at some point. Boris Johnson may hold the record, the world Olympic record for most issues of the week, and rightly so, given his rather unnerving relationship with the truth. But which parliamentarian went from electoral electoral challenger to government minister to the party's very first stoosh of the week in less time than it takes to set up a bottle deposit scheme? Ooh, is this Lorna Slater? Point to Rachel. Oh, yes. The eyes have it. That's correct. Lorna Slater, uh, the Green co-leader, went from a hopeful to government minister in record time. And she announced on Tuesday that the long-awaited bottle deposits return scheme was to be delayed again until August 2023, obviously. Rachel wrote that story this week, so it might be a wee I do have bit a bit of an unfair advantage there, seeing it was me that covered the story this week, so apologies for that. That's okay. <laughs> all's, all's, all's fair in loving the Stushy quiz. For a bonus point, though, the German bottle deposit return scheme is what we're trying to base it on. But how much do you get back for a glass beer bottle or Coke bottle when you return it to the shop in Germany? Ooh. One euro. I'm going to go less than a euro. I'm going to go... 30 cents. The nose. 
it's 25 cents. So, unfortunately, zero points either way there. But uh, close, close. Um, okay, a brownie point for being close, surely. No, oh. no. It's, uh, it's a binary quiz. <laughs> okay, we go to our next guest, who is Cheryl. Let's hear what Cheryl has to ask us. Modern studies teacher Paul Hunt told us in August how he had taught not one, but two of Scotland's political leaders, Ruth Davidson and Alex Cole Hamilton. At which secondary school did Mr Hunt teach Cole Hamilton higher modern studies? Buckhaven High School. Where do you think, Rachel? Mm, I'm going to go for Madras College in Fife. It was definitely a Fife one. I think it was a Fife one, wasn't it? Was it was one of the southern Fife ones. They lived in the Nook, didn't they? Ooh. I don't know mm. any of this. I don't know any of the schools down there. You actually, were, actually, can I, can I change my mind, or is that, is that totally no? You mean? cannot. Oh, we well, have to be strict for everyone here. I'm afraid. <laughs> what is the answer? The answer Drum is. Roll. Oh, well, the answer is Madras College. Oh, 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 oh. you should have changed your answer, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was I thinking? Wow, I, I, now, I'm sure Ruth Davidson went to Buckhaven High School, so he must. This guy must have moved around in his teaching career. Yeah. That's what's happened there. There we go. I'm pretty pleased at that. I must have remembered that at the back of my mind somewhere. <laughs> what, what, where does that leave us on points now, Paul? Okay, so Rachel has three points. Oh. David has one point. Oh, dear. And I have a very gentlemanly zero points. Okay. But, you know, only being able to answer half the questions. Question number four, three, four. The US and UK withdrawal from Afghanistan was awash with blunders from the top down. With the then Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab trying to organise things from a beach in Crete, the dogs seemingly being given precedence over humans for flights out of Kabul. Predictably then, an Afghan helpline set up by the UK government did not initially direct people to the Home Office. But as revealed by the courier, it went somewhere else. Where did people get transferred to? It was a dry cleaner summer in the south of England. Now, I was going to say a laundrette, so I'm, I'm thinking along the same lines here. Yeah, a laundrette of dry cleaners. Something that washes clothes. Is there a way to do like a half yes, half no? No, it just has to be a full no, I'm afraid. The nose. It was close. It was a washing machine, it was a washing machine hardware store called oh. Wilco's in Coventry, which I would say is in the south of England, but when I was Googling it earlier, it's actually in the Midlands. I mean, it's pretty mm. far south from here. It's, yeah, it's south from us, so but, I mean, surely. That was, that was really something. That was one of the wackier stories of this year, wasn't it? Imagine. We obviously remembered the washing machine bit. and uh... <laughs> Yeah. So it was, what, what was it, a washing machine repair shop? Or a hardware store. Or are they Wil- se- they're selling washing machines? Yeah, well, it was Wilco's. Um, yeah, it was just going straight through to a sort of answering machine there. All very old. It was, it was fixed in record time, of course, but after it had been revealed. And... How did the courier get that story, Paul? I don't want to reveal your sources, but how did you kind of how did that come about? What's the background of that? I spoke to, and then they said, <laughs> and then hopefully I'll get a book deal out of it in a couple of years. <laughs> uh, I can't remember to be honest with you. I just have so many stories that I file, David. As you know, that um, sometimes you forget that you even. It was a them. handout from a party press office. That's oh no, it wasn't, it, was, it wasn't a handout from a party press office. <laughs> Or, uh, you know, a particular spad from the Dundee West uh, office at all. Uh, no. But we're glad, we're glad we got it fixed and uh, everything started over in Afghanistan. By things. Right, let's move on to the next question. This one comes from our very own Derek Healy. Let's hear what Derek's got to ask. 
Anna Sarwar became the new Scottish Labour leader in February this year. His predecessor suffered something of a recognition issue with the public, but can you name the five Scottish Labour leaders who came before Anna Sarwar? We're looking for permanent party leaders, so acting leaders do not count. Five's too many. <laughs> I, 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 can, I can do this if you want me to have a go. Yeah, that's I'll try let's, it. Let's, let's do a reach. Okay, so Richard Leonard. Prior to Richard Leonard, it was Kezia Dugdale. Prior to Kezia Dugdale, it was Jim Murphy. Prior to Jim Murphy, it was Joanne Lamont. Prior to Joanne Lamont, it was, now we're getting out with my time covering politics, but I think it was Wendy Alexander. And prior to Wendy Alexander, it would have been Jack McConnell. There's a few. Rachel? Um, That's pretty comprehensive, I think. (laughs) Copy and paste that list. (laughs) I think that sounds about right. Um, I've completely forgotten about. Well, most of those people. It's, it's almost like one of those Bible verses. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Richard Leonard begat Kezia Dugdale, who begat Jim Murphy, who begat uh, Joanne Lamont. Yeah. Wendy Alexander, of course, had to had to resign as Labour Party leader over something which would now... It was something which is now lost in the mist of time and would not really resonate too much amid the current scandals that we deal with. Not even there. I don't even think it would get... Yeah, it would get more than that day's attention. Let's have a... Oh, come on, envelope. Right. What's he, what's he, one of the answers? Richard Leonard, Kezia Dugdale, Jim Murphy, Johan Lamont, and Ian Gray. Ian Gray, of course, what am I so, talking about? I was uh, around for Ian Gray. Yeah, so no no points? I can't believe I forgot about Ian Gray. Sorry, Ian. I, hang on, I got, I'd still got five Labour leaders. Well, you put six, question? but you did forget the most important one. One, two, three. You put oh, Richard okay. Leonard, Kezia Dugdale, Jim Murphy, Johan Lamont, Wendy Alexander... You forgot Ian Gray. Oh, that's annoying. Sorry, Ian. <laughs> Ach, well. The nose. <laughs> <laughs> Zero points there. And uh, I expect Derek's interview review to be quite difficult. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Um, now, this is the last of my questions. Actually, do you know what? I'm going to leave my last question to the last. Cause, uh, okay. Oh, it's obviously a juicy one. Ooh. It's a juicy one. Uh, so the next one's from Leslie Ann Kelly. So expected to be very, very difficult. Um, I hope you've all got calculators ready and oh, waiting. Can we even get a bit of paper and a pen or something? Yeah. I'm going to need it. Yeah. Let's see what yeah, Leslie Ann's got to say. So casting your mind back to the 2021 Scottish Parliament election, 2021 saw a record year for female representation in the Parliament. Can you tell me what percentage of female MSPs were voted into the Scottish Parliament. Now, it is less than 50%, I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure, yeah. but more than usual. Mm. Mm. I think I've got something in my head that it was 47%, Paul. So I'll go for that. I'll go slightly lower at 40%. 40 for Rachel. Mm. It's a difficult one. Do you know I'm going to be that guy? I'm going to go bag smack in between and go for 43. That was a... Although full of numbers and a percentage, it was actually quite uh, a nice question from us there. So thank you. Absolutely. We should have opened these before. And there's nothing, nothing like this. <laughs> it's it, it, it adds to suspense, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. Mm-hmm. Oh, the answer is 44.97%. Ooh. But in Les Ann's fashion, as you said, but I suppose I will accept 45. <laughs> Sadly, none of us put 45 and therefore... We were in the right ballpark, we weren't Yeah, we? yeah. So, a big boo for all of us. The nose, 
But I suppose well done to the forty-five percent of people that were women that were elected. Um, okay, the next question comes from. Well, let's let's stop the questions for a bit. Well, we'll tally up the scores because I have forgotten to do that for some time now. <laughs> oh, no one's had any answer, answers, so it's fine. So it's still three points to Rachel, one point to David, <clears throat> zero points to me. I can't believe I named four Scottish Labour leaders and got no points for it. You, claimed, you, you, you named six that, Scottish Labour leaders. Well, exactly. You went further than was required with two of them. I, I want a steward's inquiry or something on that. I think I'm at least deserving of a half point. Well, we'll see if it's, we'll see at the end if uh, <laughs> we, we there's still plenty of bonus questions to be had. Okay. The, um, yeah, it's Christmas time. Rachel, what are you, what are you hoping for, for, for Santa this year? <gasps> oh, that's a very good question. Do you know what? I've actually just got two brand new kittens. So I'm guessing everything in my stocking will be for them rather than for myself, probably. Bells and cuddly toys for them, probably. Wow. What are their kittens called? Uh, one is called Luna and one is called Biffy. Like after the band. Very nice. They are after the band because I went to a gig, which I'm sure you were at too, Paul. I was. And that's when I arranged to go and buy the kittens at that gig. It wasn't, so. so it was such a boring gig that you decided to <laughs> sit and buy kittens instead. But there was a, there was some a pet gap shopping. between songs. Oh, one space came on. That's when I went to the bar as well, <laughs> to be fair. And what about you, David? What's, what's Santa bringing you this year? Uh, probably not much, but... My kids are getting a Nintendo, a Nintendo Switch. Is that what it's called? So I, I believe I'm, so. Yeah, oh. so I, I, I might they may, they might let me have a shot. I believe they still have Mario Kart, so I might be able to um, revisit my youth and play some Mario Kart on my kids' Nintendo. Not uh, to want but to as, advertise one singular item on the show. Yes, all our, all our computers are available. Nintendo's is that, game is, that one, is that Game Boy? Is it like a, a Wii? Is it like a N64? I'm getting laughed at by her producer Chris who's well into these things and knows more but I'm yeah. I'm sure my ignorance here. Well, I have a PlayStation 4 that plays DVDs in my house. So it's like uh, yeah no, I think it's like uh, it's like the new version of what I remember as a Nintendo 64 I think is my understanding of it with cartridges and games and that hooks up to your TV. Oh great. Well that sounds that sounds really good fun actually. What about yourself Paul? Tell us. I'm getting David's book. Oh, <laughs> and, then, and then I'm going around to his house and boxing day to get aside. Very good. I'm very upset that I'm choosing to go to David's house rather than spend it with them on boxing day. There's, there's, there's only so much uh, you can pass up in your life, really. They're probably quite glad to get rid of you for the day, probably. You've met my family, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's see what Morag has to ask. Days before the Holyrood election, Courier columnist Jim Spence said he had been told by a prominent politician that the SNP had been captured by around 100 Looney Tune transgender warriors. Who was the politician and which party did Jim go on to endorse at the election? The politician was Alex Salmond and he endorsed the Alaba party. Who could forget? Yeah, I think, yeah, we'll all get a point for that because I think we all knew the answer. It was Alex Salmond. The eyes have it. So hang on, you don't need to actually say the answer. You just need to. I just need to, to agree with you. Yeah. You just need to nod and say David's right, and you get a point. Yep. Yeah. Well, no, it was, it <laughs> was great. But we all, I, I, I didn't see that on Mastermind or University <laughs> Challenge or whatever. We all we all knew that that was the correct one, though. We knew at some point that the Alva party was going to come up in this quiz at some point, didn't we? Yeah. Well, let's let's jump into mine one because that's what that's what my next question is about. Oh, is the answer okay. the Alva party? The, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. <laughs> As of 2020, 2021 wasn't weird enough, Alex Salmon decided to make his return to Scottish politics uh, for the Holyrood elections uh, before his dreams turned to dust and he was left empty-handed and without a seat. 
Uh, speaking on a different podcast, hours after his humiliating defeat, which cave did Mr. Salmon say it looked like yours truly, nine-time <laughs> voted third best dressed man in DC Thompson's, had just climbed from? <laughs> oh, so I listened to this for the book. I listened back to this podcast. So the, the context is that he was having a very bitter rant about the media and how, you know, nobody loves him anymore and isn't everything unfair and, oh, poor me, Alex Salmon, poor, poor me. And he goes, he slags you off about your clothes. I know. And can you believe in a world where David Clegg exists in Alex Salmon's life that he hates me more? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, whatever else you say about me, I do dress quite nicely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so, but what cave did he say you came out of? He said you came out of... No, I, I don't know. I can't remember. It's a, it's a very famous cave. Is it Fingal's Cave? It was Fingal's oh. Cave. Ah. Have you seen pictures of Fingal's Cave? I the, oh, have, <laughs> I have not, no, but no, I've seen the, the legend, legendary other end of Fingal's Cave in uh, Northern Ireland earlier this year. That kind of counts. Yeah. The legend says that they meet up under the water. So It's like a Boris Bridge. Yeah. Exactly like Boris's that's bridge. What just it it should just been there. She just built up that walkway. And if and yeah. if they want someone to open it officially, then I, I'm on hand to do it, having crawled from there. <laughs> it's quite a grand cave. It looks like something that maybe like a, some some dwarf from Lord of the Rings would build. Oh, absolutely. It's, yeah. yeah, it's very pretty. So yeah. I think if you if you were to crawl out of that cave, you would come out looking quite spectacular. Surely that's where like mermaids and things live. Yeah, it wouldn't be so much a Shawshank thing, would it? Yeah, no, not at all. No. What question did you ask him that had rattled him so much that he was still seething about your choice of attire days later? I should point out that I was dressed in uh, an Italian pole shirt that I got from uh, the Barking by the Debenhams which no longer exists, so there's no way of proving where I got it from. Um, what did I ask him? I asked him a question about... I asked him if he was, I asked him if he was going to be joining George Galloway back at Russia today. Uh, yeah. And um, there was a secondary question about... Um, there'd been a question before us. It was, you know, I, I don't know if you remember the press conferences where other forms of media were given the opportunity to ask questions, which is fair enough because mm -hmm. it's actually... Maybe a good thing for the Scottish media to open itself up to uh, different voices. <laughs> to different lunatics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this particular person had um, been kicked out of the SNP for anti-Semitism. Um, and they'd, oh, okay. they'd gone and asked a question and then they'd become quite a prominent member. Um, I'll not name them because they'll vanity search for it. And I asked how he felt having members in this party who'd been kicked out of the SNP for being... Anti-Semitic. Anti-Semites. Um, which I thought... And how do you feel about appearing on Russian propaganda television? Yeah, well, I, just, I just said, when is he going to be back on Russia today? Um, he, he offered me to watch. He didn't offer me to come on the show. That's the least he could have done, surely. I would have worn, <laughs> I would have worn my uh, Italian polo shirt. <laughs> no no, no uh, appearing on Russian propaganda TV no, for no. DC Thompson employees, please. No. But all's, all's, all's fair in love and war, really, and I suppose it's... He was picking on someone for his, someone of his own size for a change. <laughs> right, let's move on to the last question. This one comes Ooh. from the lovely Joe Churcher. In Murray this year, which Jack came up trumps for the SNP and broke Tory hearts? Which Jack? Oh dear, we mm. needed a P&J representative I'm here. completely blank here. Let's, let's listen to the question again. In Murray this year, which Jack came up trumps for the SNP and broke Tory hearts? Broke Tory hearts, came up trumps for the end. Uh, oh, right, so... I haven't even got my phone to Google this answer. 
So who this will be whoever beat Douglas Ross for the Murray constituency. Mm, but he didn't. He didn't sit for the Murray constituency. Is he? Oh, he didn't sit. Right. No, he, he knew he would win it. So sorry. Yeah, decided to focus his energies on the list seat. Um, so check. This is this is where I struggle because I don't know the new intake that well. So is this? I wonder if this is a new MSP from Murray. Who was that before? It was Richard Lockhead. Did Richard Lockhead no, step still, down? No, he's still there. Or is he he's still, still there? there yeah. He's still there. Are we thinking too much that this Jack's going to be somebody's name? What else could it be? Hmm. I think we're going to have to pass, aren't we? I think I'm going to have to pass on this one too. I'm completely blank. Far too difficult question. Is what? it a councillor maybe? What's the thing? Oh, it's the Jack of Spades. What? This is from that story earlier this week, isn't oh. it? Oh, yeah. That was a great story. So that was they had to. So that was from Murray Council this week. They decided the. Um, they decided the to be a leader administration of the council on the the cut of a deck of cards. Yeah, it was the Jack beat a seven, I believe. Wow, that was, that was a great question. That was a, Joe. that was a good question, Joe. See, yeah, we were thinking about good. that all wrong, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. That shows that. All political stories are properly local politics stories, really. <laughs> the day. I bet you, I bet you, that's been doing good traffic on the Press and Journal website. Absolutely, especially with uh, Dave McKay's commentary. <laughs> oh, let me play that one more time so that we get the full context. In Murray this year, which Jack came up trumps for the SNP mm. and broke Tory hearts? <sighs> yes, he's too, he's too he's too clever by half that Joe Churchill, isn't he? Too clever too by clever. half. Well, that is it. it for the end of another thrilling edition of the Stushy Christmas Quiz. Well, that was a thoroughly unimpressive performance all round, I think. Um, nobody, Especially none of us got the last question right. None of us had had the last seven questions right, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Started off so well. Um, so another gentleman zero from Paul. Um, David, a very good score of one. And Rachel, okay. this year's quiz champ. <laughs> Stushy Quiz Champion of the Year with three points. Congratulations. Woo! Well done, Rachel. I can I'm show not my face all, in the office again now. That's I'm not good. at all bitter in the slightest. <laughs> well, when we get back into the office in 2025, <laughs> you can walk around with your trophy. Do I get, do I get a trophy? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Um, brilliant. Streamers, balloons, the lot. In 2025. when the <laughs> I'll, No, I'll remember. I will remember that. <laughs> you'll probably be boss of the company by that point, Rachel. And so for three years later, you'll you probably be a balloon. you yourself. <laughs> <laughs> balloons all around for everyone. Excellent stuff. Right, well, thank you very much, Rachel. Thank you, David. Thank you for listening at home. Uh, I should point out this is my very last sushi, so thank you very much for taking time over the last year and a bit to listen to me mumble on about Scottish politics. I will leave you in very, very capable hands, and the sushi will return in 2022. The Stushy is the politics podcast from DC Thompson Media, bringing together political journalists and commentators from all over the country so that you can be better briefed. Teams at The Courier, The Press and Journal, The Evening Telegraph, Evening Express and The Sunday Post work hard day and night, online, in print and beyond, to bring you careful reporting and analysis designed to help you understand the implications of what happens in Holyrood, in Westminster and in our communities. So you don't miss an episode, follow The Stushy today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify 
or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you know folk like you who want to understand politics in Scotland a little better, suggest they tune into the Stushi or follow Stushi Scott on Twitter and Facebook. You can get a free month of unlimited access to The Courier or The Press and Journal too. Just go to thecourier.co.uk slash subscribe or pressandjournal.co.uk slash subscribe or follow the links in the episode notes to be better briefed. Check the episode notes for details and terms.